and welcome to the latest edition of the Deal Cell Spotlight Podcast. I am your host, Vito Churko, and my guest on this edition of the podcast is Deal Cell's new varsity football head coach, Dan Arone, who brings with him 18 years of head coaching experience to the gig. He is a four-time state champion head man, a man who won those four state titles at his last high school coaching stop in Grand Rapids West Catholic. And he built one heck of a dynasty while the head man at West Catholic. And during his time there, he coached specifically from 2007 to 2015 and along the way compiled a 99-19 and record while leading the Falcons to the postseason each and every single year and capturing four state titles, including three-peating from 2013 through 15. And in his nine seasons at West Catholic, his teams posted an astonishing 51-1, yes, 51-1 conference record and seven state regional titles. The Falcons, needs to be known here, guys, also won the 2010 state crown and reached the state finals in 2012. So he had an amazing run with the Falcons, and from 2010 through 15, by the way, guys, he had a 27-2 and playoff record with the Falcons, which is one of the best of any high school in the history of football in the state of Michigan. And more accolades, okay? So we already covered a ton, right? But there's even more to bring up regarding Dan Rona, what he achieved at Grand Rapids West Catholic. As in 2014, it was an undefeated Season and he subsequently set a school record for most victories with 14 in the school's 58 year history. And it earned Roan several postseason honors, including Detroit Free Press Coach of the Year, Detroit Lions Coach of the Year, and Sports Faith International Coach of the Year. And following 2015, guys, he ended up becoming an assistant at Ferris State. So this man, the Pilots' new head football coach, Dan Roan, has high school coaching experience plus collegiate coaching experience as an assistant at the aforementioned Ferris State. And as you will hear during our interview on this week's edition of the DLSL Spotlight podcast, he said when he walked into the school, he felt it was the right gig for him. Now, he elaborates during this interview about why this specifically was the right gig for him. All of that and much more on this week's edition of the DLSL Spotlight Podcast. And before I get to my interview, though, with the Pilots' new head football coach, it is time to plug a few must-follow Twitter handles. And first and foremost, for this podcast, you can follow it on Twitter at DLSAlumniPod. For the Pilots' Alumni Association, it is DLS Pilots Alumni. On Twitter. And then for the high school itself, De La Salle Collegiate, you can follow it on Twitter at De La Salle HS. And that is once again for the high school, De La Salle, that is D E L A S A L L E H S. And guys, one other quick plug here before I get to my interview with Dan Roan, and that would be for the 2020 Christian Brothers Dinner. Guys, it is taking place on April 30th, and it will be taking place at the Pennas, Pennas of Sterling. So it's going to be 
a ton of fun, as it always is. And this year will be the 39th annual, by the way, Christian Brothers Dinner, with the honoree being a past guest of the DLSO Spotlight Podcast in Gary Buslap. So once again, it will be taking place this year, Thursday, April 30th at Penis of Sterling. Cocktail starting at 5.30. Dinner approximately being served at 7.30. If you have any questions about the Christian Brothers Dinner, feel free to contact the Alumni Relations Director, Mr. Dennis Cook, at 586-541-6221 or email Dennis at dcook, that is D-K-O-C-H, at dlslhs.com. And guys, now with all of that being said, without further ado, here is my chat with the Pilots' new head football coach, Dan Roan. Coach Roan, congrats, by the way, on this new gig at De La Salle Collegiate, taking over as a varsity football head man. How are you doing? I'm great. I couldn't be more excited. My son and I are here today, walking the halls, getting to meet people. Um, from the moment I, I came over here in December and started thinking about it and having the opportunity the excitement's just been building inside. Can you elaborate further upon now, what made this the right job for you? Because I know you were at West Catholic, your two previous coaching stops at least were at West Catholic, where you won four state titles, 99 games over there at West Catholic as well. Then you went to Ferris State and were an assistant under Tony Anise. So now, coming to De La Salle, and you were from the west side of the state, I know not close to Warren, Michigan here, but you're here now, taking over this varsity football head coaching gig. What made this the right job for you? You know, I've spent a lot of time looking and kind of evaluating what might be the best fit. And there were jobs that have been opened over the last couple of years that were good. But my son, my sons have both just started college. And now they're in their third and fourth year of college. They're becoming young men. Major goal of mine was to put them in position that they can graduate from college and be on their feet running. So I wanted to, I wanted to have that in place. That was important. And I wanted to be at a school where football was important, community was important, the mission was driving the force. And there's a lot of schools that offer football jobs and a lot of schools that have opportunities, but I don't know if they're all putting the emphasis and putting everything together. And so I, I, I did my homework and I wasn't gonna go just take a job. And I had an opportunity to start a company about two years ago and the company is off and running and it's having tremendous success. So it's time to turn it over and let somebody run it. And so all the pieces were falling together that this was the right time. It, I live in a nice condo downtown that will sell immediately so I can move and the drop of a hat. So all those things had to be part of this picture and part of the process as I went through it. Your last high school coaching job, once again, at Grand Rapids West Catholic, you achieved a little bit of success over there, okay? Once again, 99 wins, four state titles. And what did you learn from those days as a head man at West Catholic? You know, I think it was important that we constantly evaluated what we were doing. We, we never relied on being good. We wanted to be great at everything. And, and that's kind of the same mentality I want to bring here. It, it, about the culture that you create based on attitude, effort, and discipline is, is probably the most important thing. And I want to surround myself with coaches who understand that and are loyal. And as you kind of continue to develop your plan and your landscape for football, you want to make sure you do those things. And I, I think we constantly sat down at the end of the year, whether we were 14-0 and 0 or 12-2, and 2, we won a state championship or we lost in the districts. We made sure that we evaluated everything we were doing and tried to find ways to get better. And we, and we made changes and people were always shocked at, 
why are we doing this different? We just want a state championship. Well, you can't rely on that. You have to continue to get better. How important is that, then, that component of adjusting on the fly and adjusting with the changing times? And as you've probably realized, Coach, in a locker room with the kids, these kids have changed over times, too. I mean, how you deal with them, right? Because, I mean, they do different things for fun now as well, off the field, too, as you know. And social media is a major piece of that, understanding it, using it as a tool. You know, marketing your program is a major part of even high school football anymore. And, you know, I I think all those things tied into it. I think Ferris was a great move for me when I left West Catholic because it it gave me a a chance to work with such a diversity of kids, kids from all over the country. I mean, we were recruiting in Florida. I was traveling to California to recruit and meeting with kids and just to continue to build that resume and that landscape and what my my program wanted, what I wanted it to look like. And I love the kids that I worked with at college. Matter of fact, I think some of them are coming here today to say hello that live in the Detroit area. They've, they've reached out to me and asked if they could come. And, you know, it's all about relationship building. It's important to me. I, I meet with a lot of my former players. I had lunch with two of them last week. And I want that to be. I want When I send a kid off, when he graduates from here and he leaves, they're not going to talk about the play on Friday night. They're going to talk about the environment, the atmosphere, the fun they had, the retreats, the lunches, the team meals, the travel. Those little things are where the relationships are built. And speaking of Ferris State, really quick, you worked under Tony Anise over there at Ferris State. What did you learn from him? You know, Tony was Tony's relationships with kids was something I didn't understand. I've known Tony for 30 years, and we did a lot of football stuff together. But seeing the relationships that he built with his players and the way that he loves them, you know, was unique and using the word love. And, and, you know, we did it. We hugged and I hugged my players and we're close to them and we build relationships. But understanding that, that love is part of this. I, I, and it's part of what I talk about. And I, I really took this from Tony that, you know, with faith, everything's possible. But with love, everything's easier. And when the kids know you love them and you know they care about you and people in this community know that, I think I had that in my tradition at West and what we built I didn't say it enough. I didn't have it part of my philosophy, but now it's part of the philosophy, and I stole that from Tony, and, and I appreciate that. And Tony, Tony has a lot of relationships. He's able to reach out to people and, and connect some dots for you. So there's a lot I'll bring from what Tony did, but even things that I got stole from my days at Grand Valley when I played there, I still use some of those things. And now you played under Brian Kelly as one of your head coaches there at Grand Valley State. What was that like, by the way, who's now the Notre Dame head coach? Obviously, I think everybody knows that about Brian Kelly. Obviously, it was a long time ago, so Brian, it was Brian's very first head coaching job, so it was different. Um, Brian and I have a very good relationship. We talked on the phone recently. I recommended a young man for a grad assistant job. Um, it, it's nice having that relationship, somebody that I can reach out to and talk to. You know, Brian was Brian taught me that there's a business end of this and making sure that you run it more as a head coach, like a CEO, instead of just a football coach. And, and I, I think you take that approach, no matter how big or small the program is. You know, Brian reached out to me and he knew I was kind of in a running for another job that really wasn't a great fit for me. And when he found out about this job, he just texted back much better job. And I I appreciated the advice and the push in the direction. So building relationships is so influential in whatever you do, any kind of industry you pick, I think. So as a coach, I know you've seen it and you've talked about it with your players. How about your coaching style, though, as well with these guys? What does that consist of for those that don't know much about you and and you as a coach? Well, we're going to coach kids hard. And I have a philosophy with my coaches that if if you coach a kid hard, and you, and you kind of knock them down a notch because of something you did wrong, you better pick them up 10 times. And so we're going to get after it, but our kids are going to know what we're doing it for the right reason. I, I love high school coaches, coaching high school coaches. I think one of the biggest jobs of my job as a head coach is to coach coaches and get them ready to go to coach young men and make them better. And so building those relationships with my coaches, having that kind of environment where we're, we're on the same page, we're loyal to each other, we're committed to each other, 
and then it carries over to the player relationships, and then it goes over to the field where the kids know that we have their best interests. We're not out there just yelling and screaming because it because we're trying to. We're doing it because we're trying to make them better. And you know, our process is really important to me. The way we practice, the way we walk the halls, the way we open doors for people, the way we shake hands, it all ties into building the relationships and getting out on the practice field and be able to do things in the temple that we want to do them. And then the motto of DLSL Collegiate, as you probably know now, is builders of boys, makers of men. So it sounds like it's very applicable to what you would like to implement with your players here at DLSL as well. It completely is. And whether you're a freshman or you're a senior, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, when we when we clean up the field on a Monday, it might be the varsity's day. When we clean it up on Tuesday, it'd be JV. On freshman, on Wednesday, no one's going to tell somebody to do something. When we have meals, you know, there's going to be a rotation basis, and everybody knows that they're a part of this. So, you know, it's just learning how to build those relationships and understanding that everybody has a role. Every single person has a role. You know, you have a role in the success of our football program. And I, I know that, and I'll embrace that. And I'm going to use you, and you're going to use me, and we're going to help each other in order to make our jobs better. And I, and I completely understand that. Some people don't understand that. Some people say, you know, I'm just going to coach X's and O's, and I'm going to make our kids play hard. Well, you're not going to win a lot of football games. You may win some, but I don't think they're going to be there when, when it's really tough and difficult, and it's, it's a tough day, and you've been doing it for 14 straight weeks. So now we talked all about you as a coach. How about you off the field? What are you like as just a person in general? And what do you like doing for fun as well? You know, I, um, you asked about my coaching philosophy. and I, Like, who I am a coach? When I was 24 years old, I was a head coach. You know, I, I thought I could still win the game by almost playing it. Like, I felt like sometimes I was out in the middle of the huddle and, and pretty intense. And that might have rubbed some people wrong. But I, I've learned through the years to kind of slow that down. That was one of the biggest things that, that was great being an assistant with Tony. He was that guy, and I got to stand <laughs> back and watch. But um, me as a person, I, I, I've been pretty successful in some business opportunities. I like them, but it's not me. Being in education and working with kids is really what my passion is. So I'm excited to get back to that. I love sports. I love to watch sports. I love to be involved with sports. I love to golf in the summer. I love to travel. You know, living in West Michigan has been great, but I, I've really outgrown it. I've lived my entire life there. You know, my mom passed away when I was young. My dad recently passed away a year and a half ago. I do have two sisters, but my nieces and nephews are older. So it's kind of like a different, like it's that time and era where, you know, Dan Rohn's 48 years old and his kids are in college and he's got a lot of freedom to go experience some new things. So I'm excited. I, and moving over to the east side of the state is just, you know, one more opportunity for me to grow as a person. Have you officially moved, by the way, to the east side already or no? Nope. I'm in a process and it looks like there's going to be some transition time. And my goal is to come over like three days a week, um, whether it's like Tuesday through Friday or Wednesday through Saturday. Um, I'm going to be here in the majority of the time and I'm spending the time. I'm going to spend a lot of time individually meeting with every player from last year's program. I want to meet with the seniors who are graduating. I want to meet with every coach that's coached here. I want to meet with people around. I want to get a feel for everything before I start making some decisions and evaluations and make adjustments. You know, there's been a ton of success in this school. And I'm not just talking about on the football field. And you don't have to come in here and change things. You just have to put a stamp on it and make some adjustments and do things the way that I want to do them. But I'm going to build on the success that's been here and use that at the tradition of excellence and continue to drive this pro program as high as it's ever been, I hope. And now, so you've kind of brought up your culture and what you want to implement and, and build moving forward. But can you further elaborate upon that as well? Like a goal of yours within five years here at DLSL for what that culture should look like for you? Yeah, one of my individual goals, you know, we're, we're always going to have the goal of the program to win our conference, to win a state championship, and, and to represent our community and, and school with, with the utmost class and respect. But me personally, 
I have a personal goal that when I have my banquet at the end of the year, and I'm a big banquet guy, and I'm a pretty emotional guy, which you know, you'll know you probably see if you're around us. When I do my banquet at the end of the year, I spend a lot of time organizing it. And sometimes it's as late as January because we're playing in Thanksgiving. And my goal is when I look out at the seniors and I introduce them, that I can say every kid had an amazing experience, an experience of a lifetime, an experience that they're gonna take with them and then represent this program and this school and this community you know, in college, in, in other places. I had a, fr a player of mine that played at Wayne State that recently graduated. He just texted me, he goes, Coach, I'm coming tonight. He played for me at West Catholic. He goes, Coach, I'm coming. I'm so excited for you. I want kids to want to be a part of what, whatever I'm a part of because they had a great experience. And I, I think you can build that. I think we have already, some of the foundation is here. The, the education, the religion, the mission, the motto, the success of the program. So it's just excited to say, okay, let's take this up another level. So you've coached at the high school and the collegiate level, obviously, as we've already talked about. What's the difference? What are the differences and similarities between the two, Coach? You know, one, and I keep using the word relationships, it's, it is really about relationships. And I had great relationships with my kids at, at Ferris, but it was different relationships. You're building relationships with 22-year-old men who are going to graduate and move back to California, move to Florida. A lot of the stuff that you do here, you're, you're building relationships so young men can define who they are and what they're going to be. And just like the motto of, of, of our mission, you're going to get kids who I'm going to send to Central Michigan that are going to be young men now that are going to be making a difference at Central Michigan or Michigan State, wherever they go, and then hopefully come back in whatever society, husbands, wives, fathers, and will be different because of it. So you kind of do a little bit of more molding of men in the high school level. And, and that's important to me. And I, I want to build that. But you also... I took my mentality of parent relationships to the college level, it's not the same. Now, freshman parents, they love to get an email from me knowing what's going on, but the, I'm really big on communicating, so our parents will know like when our kids are practicing, what they're supposed to be where, where they're supposed to be. You really don't need to do that in college, but I kind of carried that momentum, almost like I oversaw too many things, I had to let them grow a little bit. You know, the game itself, the speed of the game at college is way faster, you have to be more prepared, more ready for to new adjustments, and it's 24-7. I was driving over to Detroit to recruit, you know, December 28th, December 22nd. And with football, when football ends in high school on, on Thanksgiving, you really do have some downtime and you get a chance to reflect and, and enjoy it. In college, it's tough to have that time. Like, you're, you're on a grind all the time. Year-round recruiting, too. I mean, how do you balance that then? When you're coaching collegiately and recruiting year-round, how do you balance that with your family life? It wasn't easy. And, you know, I think it's a great job being an assistant coach. And, and Tony and I talked about this. And Tony, when Tony asked me to come up there, you know, his plans was to go and move on or possibly, you know, take over a D1 program or I would go with him. And, you know, it, it's financially, it's a difficult situation, but it's a great situation for a mid-20s, a younger guy. I jumped into it late. And I jumped into it late because I wanted to coach college. Had I done it... Right out of like one of my really good friends, John Janzik, he went but was Brian's grad assistant. Now he's been a defensive coordinator for the University of Tennessee, University of Georgia, Colorado. So it's a different process. I waited till the other later part of my life and financially it made it real difficult and I missed some things. I, probably the biggest thing I regret about not staying at West is not being able to coach my son Gabe in his last two state championships. I didn't even get to see him because we were playing in Missouri those weeks. So that, that's a tough thing on me. So you miss some of that and that's, that hurt, those things stung. So you being a dad and then a coach, are there differences as well between the two and similarities that you see? Yeah, it is, but we carry, we carry a lot of, a lot of the same, same things together. My son and I had a great talk on the way here. He wants to coach football, 
and I wouldn't let him coach his first few years in college because I wanted him to get his grades under him and his feet under him. And he's transferring to Grand Valley this fall. And Matt Mitchell and I talked, and Matt said, I'd love to have him on staff. And I said, okay, but the three of us are going to meet because he's going to understand the commitment it takes, the time it takes, along with his job, along with his academics, because I know how hard it is on some of these young kids. And as a college coach, we use these kids to do a lot of stuff for them. And, and so their job would suffer, their academics might suffer a little bit. And I want to make sure those things are online. And I want to make sure my son understands that before he makes a commitment. So Matt and I have been going back and forth on text. And Gabe's really excited about the opportunity. So Gabe has you to pick the brain of to learn about coaching and the ins and outs of it. You said that you had picked the brain of Brian Kelly, Tony, and these guys that you've played for or coached under in the past. Anybody else out there that you've really taken a page or two from when it comes to coaching? And it can be at the high school level even, collegiate level, NFL level, anybody in my Absolutely. Uh, you know, when it, my first year at West, we went 12-0, and and we lost in the semifinals. We came back the next year, and I thought we had a really good team, and we lost in the district finals. The next year, I thought we were really good. We were 9-0. and We won our first game. Then we lost again in the district finals, so we finished 10-1. and I'm like, something's not going right. We're not doing something right. Let's go out and talk to some of these coaches that have had long playoff runs. I spent, I sent staff members to East Grand Rapids, Rockford with Ralph Munger, over to Muskegon Catholic, um, some of the programs that were traditionally winning year in and year out. Ravana with Dusty Fairfield, Jack Sugars at Oak Ridge, and we spent like two weeks evaluating what they were doing and making adjustments. And Pete Sersman and I have stayed really close over the years. We built a great relationship. Jack Sugars and I, I don't even know Jack Sugars, he's a Hall of Fame coach, tremendous man, tremendous man of faith. He, I played my last high school football game against Jack Sugars. He, we beat him, which I always remind him of. <laughs> he, his last game as a, as, after coaching almost 30 years in high school was against me at West Catholic, which I beat him. So it's another fe- feather. But then we ended up coaching together at Ferris. And the relationship we built and the communication that we have is tremendous. So guys like Jack Sugars, Dusty Fairfield, Pete Sturzma, John Chilito, who I played for, who's a successful coach. You know, you pick and choose some of those things. You just take a little bit of what they're doing. But through this process, Pete Sturzman and I have talked probably three or four times, and it's been great. Now, how about NFL head coaches? Anybody at the professional level that you've really taken some stuff from in the past, or currently do even, too? You know, Todd Monken was the offensive coordinator last year for the Cleveland Browns, and Todd and I are pretty close. He actually coached me at Grand Valley and then went on with, to Notre Dame. From Notre Dame, he's been a little bit of everywhere. He's been at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, Brian Van Gorder, who's coaching the NFL, I know Brian a little bit. I don't talk to him as much as I talk to Todd. But just still having those relationships where you can reach out to him. I've seen Todd at a couple clinics. He's on my list. We text back and forth a little bit, ask some questions, watch some film. But, you know, in the high school thing, that's the great thing about high school coaches that's maybe been lost over the years is, is the relationship building because you don't have to get face-to-face to exchange film anymore. Everything's done online. But having those relationships and and as a young coach I think I burned some of those relationships because I thought I I knew it all I was this young guy I was going to win all these games I took over a program that was averaging one win a year and turned them into something that was competitive but you know you kind of grow as a person and you learn from those mistakes and we all make mistakes everybody I mean everyone I was sitting in this room knows we've made mistakes I'm not going to stand in front of anybody and say I'm perfect but if you can make if you can make a mistake and you can learn from a mistake or if you're doing things right and you take a step back and evaluate I think in the long run, you're going to do better. And, and that's kind of one of the biggest things I've learned from a lot of these guys. And then to really uh, implement that with your kids right here at ULSL now, to give them that message that, hey, you're going to make mistakes and have a bad game, right? But you got to get past it. And I mean, how do you get that done with these guys when they're so darn young, right? And they're still learning as well, and learning that component of life, right? That you, you make mistakes as you go along. I, I think it's through our process. Like, how do we do things? Like, how do we lift weights? How do we practice? I am a big film guy. 
I'm not a big coach on the field type guy. I like our kids to see what we're going to do. I like them to practice it and then see it again on film. I like to sit down after practice and watch film almost immediately to reemphasize, okay, here's what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. This is a mistake you made. This won't work if we do this. I know the type of kids that we have here, just from walking the halls and shaking some of their hands, getting to know them, reminds me a lot of the kids that we had at West, very intelligent young men. Monday is gonna be very confusing. It's gonna look like a Chinese fire drill because we're gonna throw so many new things at them. But by Wednesday, when we start going 100 miles an hour and we're getting 95 plays in in a 45 minute practice, I know we're prepared for Friday because the game's gonna be won way before we step on the field on Friday. So coach, I'll leave you with this. So a, a good and productive 2020 campaign for you and your first year here at De La Salle would comprise what? You know, I think knowing, establishing the relationships with the kids in the community, that we're gonna do things a little bit different. We're gonna do things the way that I've learned to do things and had success. And it's gonna be a process. I'm not saying we can't win it all this year. I have, that's gonna be the goal. What's gonna happen is how are we gonna put in the time how much time are we gonna put in and make sure that that's productive? And knowing that it's gonna be different, things are gonna be different. Everybody has to buy into that and understand it. I am not gonna, I am gonna make mistakes. I'm gonna call the wrong play, I'm gonna make the wrong decision on a calendar. We might travel wrong. There's gonna be things, I mean, going to a game at Wayne State, which is our home field, I have to now understand traffic and how time we gotta get there. And all those things are all part of it. Let's just all be in it for together. Let's all like understand that this is gonna be a process. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cheat these kids out of anything. They're gonna get everything I have. If they commit to us as much as we're gonna to commit to them, we're gonna be successful, we're gonna have a lot of fun. And you know, academically, all state is important to me. I wanna see these kids have success. I have a ton of connections, obviously, at the collegiate level. I understand the recruiting process probably most, better than most coaches because I've been through it, not only as a coach, but as a father, because my son went through it, but also as a college coach. So I'm gonna be able to help these kids with that continue to grow that aspect of it, and hopefully take the program and continue to make it better. Coach Roan, best of luck to you on your first season here at De La Salle, and congrats on this position as well. Thanks, I appreciate it. Thank Look you very much. To.